Welcome to Transition, Gadgets 360's gaming and pop culture podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about a whole bunch of games that have released on the PS4 and the lack of them on the Xbox One. To talk about all of these games and what's happening on the Xbox side, we have Microsoft fanboy Rishi Alwani. Debatable, maybe that would have been true a week ago, but hi guys. Hello, and we also have Sony PS4 fanboy, that's Gagan Gupta. I'm more of a Nintendo fanboy, but yes, Rishi is an Xbox fanboy. And Was. I'm your host, Pranay. Yeah, so first up, let's begin with the bunch of games that released on PS4. First up, 10 on 10, Yakuza 0. Yeah, that game is so good. Like, it's it's essentially film noir meets uh, Japanese cultural sensibilities, which means there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in the game in the sense of, uh, you know, you, you, you'll have a, a mob boss severing his his thumb because he uh, messed up the job of killing you and you'll have uh, you have some crazy over-the-top combat where whenever you punch an enemy cash starts flying all over the place it's quite crazy and one of the better games to start the year with and so it's yeah, very realistic that way yeah kind of <laughs> debatable yeah but it's it's really good so and even even though it's not exactly an open world game like let's say grand theft auto but because each lane is so densely packed with so many things to do that uh, you never feel bored. So, yeah, I mean, you could, in in one lane, you can essentially uh, run a real estate company. You can uh, help other people out with side quests, which range from anything as spying on someone's girlfriend to uh, <laughs> helping somebody uh, uh, pioneer a cell phone. So it's quite interesting. It takes place in 80s Japan, and it's one of the better games this year. The combat is superlative. Hey, Rishi, so if I want to buy Yakuza 0 right now, where do I go? Um, your only option is the PS4 or PS4 Pro. Uh, it's not coming to any other platform. That's because uh, Sega, the game's publisher, made it in collaboration with Sony. Sony's actually helped with the development in a large way. And it's going to be exclusive for the PS4. It's not coming to Switch. It's not coming to PC anytime soon. And it's definitely not going to come to the Xbox One. Fair enough. The PS4 games are quite easily available. So I can just run to the store right now and pick up Yakuza 0? Yes, you can. Oh, I thought it was sold out. Uh, that was until <laughs> yesterday, but they... <laughs> That was the case until yesterday, but they've got more stock coming in. That joke just fell, man. I know. <laughs> just what the man. hell, dude? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was so setting up for that joke. It's <laughs> been available since uh, this morning from what I've been given to understand. Yeah, so the point here is that it's not just uh, games to, that are making up the numbers over here. Bunch of quality releases are coming to the PS4, right? So we also have Gravity Rush 2, which is already out, I believe. Yeah, so there's Gravity Rush 2, which is also exclusive to PS4. Uh, there's Tales of Berseria, which is uh, uh, a Japanese RPG, which isn't too popular in parts of the world outside of Asia and the US, but it has a cult following even in India. But it's not making it here. But however, it is available if you know where to look mm. digitally and in the grey market. So, and that aside, even the Nintendo 3DS has seen a lot of loving this month. We've seen Dragon Quest VIII. Mm. We've seen, uh, we've even seen uh, games like. Fate Extella, which are ex- which are essentially anime games mm. for PS4 only. So there's been a lot of titles that have just gotten a push on other platforms. Even Resident Evil 7, mm. while the game is on the Xbox One and on PC, most of what we see and most of the marketing spend has been on PS4 mm. because yeah. of the PSVR tie-up, because of even, even in terms of performance, the game performs a lot better on PS4, PS4 Pro versus PC or Xbox One. Yeah. So it just seems that this entire month of Jan, Microsoft decided not to do anything. Yeah, and why is that so? I mean, uh, partly I can understand that PS4 is the console that has sold more. 
so and also they had a new console release late last year that's ps4 pro so maybe a bunch of game developers were like trying to target that launch window just to capture this audience but why is nothing happening on the xbox one front uh, i mean something is happening if you count the cancellation of games like scalebound <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. shouldn't have happened in my opinion yeah. uh, reason being the game looked very different when it was presented to the general public at gamescom in e3 but when we when i managed to play it behind closed doors and actually see it behind closed doors it was a completely different game it was a proper action adventure rpg which had a lot of cool elements you, the the dragon ai which helps you out is really cool as well but for some reason microsoft decided to cancel it figuring it may have not been a right fit and if you look at how they're running their current games they're not running games as games they're trying to run their games as services so for example even halo 5 while the game is i think almost 2 years old it still gets updates regularly the multiplayer side of things is still quite pop uh, is still quite popular they're pushing microtransactions they're pushing events that's the big game anyway right micro microtransactions is what gets the money in in the long term exactly and they do dollars is like the one time payment they get exactly and it's the same thing they're doing with gears of war 4 and yeah. i won't be surprised if they do the same with state of decay 2 which is another game of theirs that's coming out that also is an open world zombie survival game that's coming out i think this year sometime so they're also going to follow the same uh Uh, the same monetization model there and i won't be surprised if it even finds its way to crackdown crackdown is an open world uh, game from the guys who made Gra- uh, gt uh, sorry grand theft auto so that's also looking interesting so point is it just it just that what we're seeing here is a different approach to first party is a different approach to exclusivity wherein it's not just a 60 dollar base product you buy off the shelf or buy digitally but you create ways to let you spend more money on it which Uh, depending on your take on things may be a good or a bad thing to chime on that actually it's very weird that microsoft would lose that momentum they have been a very well selling console in the last few months like it's only been uh, december and jan when ps4 picked up sales again otherwise microsoft uh, like xbox one s it has been se- it has been the higher selling console in fact in the la- in the latter half of 2016 so i really wonder why they're letting go of that momentum I think it's also a question of uh, how they even decide to even report their metrics now. Now yeah. it's not a question of install base; it's a question of the amount of time spent on Xbox Live. Yeah. So for them, their priorities have definitely shifted, and it'll be interesting to see how they align their new priorities with games that are going to show up on the shelf, like Halo Wars 2, because that's a real-time strategy game. That's a game where the audience will not be too keen on microtransactions. Will not be too keen on elements that uh, have a free-to-play mechanic in it, especially at sixty dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting passage of play, and more so because there are no games on the platform. Also, when I think of Halo Wars, I think of strategy game in general. I always think of PC first, and it is coming on PC simultaneously. Yeah, it has that play anywhere thing, right? Where you yeah, can buy so, it on one platform and play it on the other. So Xbox may not even be the best console to play it on, or best platform to play it on. Technically, yeah, you're probably right, but but do keep in mind that Halo Wars, when it did hit, yeah. was actually quite playable on the Xbox 360. Sure. So sure. we could see, and the fact that it's being made by Creative Assembly, the same guys behind behind. Total War Warhammer, which was one of our favorite games of last year. Nine on ten. Nine on ten by mm. Akhil. Mm. That too. Yeah, hater so, in yeah. chief. Exactly. So it's it'll be interesting to see where the where the actual priorities lie on this. Is it going to be on PC or Xbox One? But I I kind of think I kind of think that you're right here that it will see a better audience on PC. Yeah. Yeah. So another way to look at this is that they might be holding off these releases in anticipation of the new console that they've been talking about for a long time now. That's uh, the Scorpio. What six teraflops? 
But yeah, Project Scorpio has been all up in the air. I mean, they announced it at last E3. They have been leaking a little bit of information here and there. But there's very little what we know about it. I mean, like as far as the rumor mill goes, it's going to be compatible with all the Xbox One games. It will probably support games from before that as well, including Xbox 360. And it will be the most powerful console in the market when it launches. I mean, like, Yeah, but my theory is that since there's a new console coming up and they've been speaking about it since I think uh, mid 2016 and I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, so they announced it at E3 2016 which yeah. is around the middle of the year. Yeah. And uh, we have seen some spec leaks like for now they've forsaken the ESR RAM sorry mm. ES RAM mm. because it's powerful enough to go without it. I think it has 12 gigs of RAM mm. uh, probably running a Ryzen chip in some variety and probably some variant of uh, AMD's Vega chip. I'm not sure if it's Vega or Polaris one of them. Mm. Uh, it seems to be a beefy machine from the leaks mm. but what's interesting is by the time it's out you already have a crazy install base on the PS4 mm. not the PS4 Pro mind you the PS4. So as a developer if you have to choose which platforms to make your game run better on, you're going to try serving the PS4 and PC audience first over anything else. Yeah, that's true. But I still think that I, Microsoft may just be collaborating with a bunch of these developers and asking them to hold off on their releases until the new console comes out. And at the launch event, they'll announce a whole bunch of games that are coming out just like Nintendo did for the Switch. But is the new console even coming out this year? It's a little too late. They haven't announced anything so far. We don't know if there's a Microsoft uh, Project Scorpio event coming up. There's absolutely been nothing about it. So they've said it's going to be holiday 2016. Sorry, holiday 2017. My bad. That means they'll show it off at E3. Possibly. But That's what I, very late but for a yeah. console. What I do agree with is, yes, they still have very good ties with a lot of developers, uh, particularly Bethesda. So right now, if you notice, the PS4 Pro has gone on a 50 GB patch for Fallout 4. I won't be surprised if we see some kind of similar ramifications, if not more so to a lot of Bethesda's games. I won't be surprised if Doom, Dishonored and Fallout all get some good patches for Scorpio. And I do agree that yes, they will have to money hat a few exclusives. They will have to get developers to give them support. And uh, I think if you ask me, if, if you think about it, would you rather prioritize popular third party games getting Scorpio support over one or two exclusives that may not do as well? That's what that seems to be the path they've taken. And uh, I do agree that yes, and Phil Spencer has been hinting at this as well, that there's going to be a lot to show off and discuss this year. So who knows, maybe it's just the tip of the iceberg. But console exclusives, do they even matter that much in this day and age? Honestly, because like you have these third party games that are really outshining everything that is coming out of the exclusive bucket, you know, so. God of War says hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see where it comes out though. But the thing is that see, if you look at Uncharted sales versus like sales for other major games of last year, I mean, it's okay. It's not like that brilliant. So it doesn't make uh, sense for a lot of studios that are not under any kind of first party agreement to come up with first party games to begin with or console exclusives. And plus, uh, like Xbox 360, it had very few consoles exclusives, but it outsold the PS uh, PS3 like by almost two to one back in the day. I agree, but here's what, what's interesting. And while, while I do agree, it isn't a question of third parties making their games exclusive. I'm with you on that 100%. Yeah. It's a question of Microsoft's own studios and Sony's own studios showing what the best is possible on the system. Yeah. I mean, we live in a day and age where uh, we've, we've seen Final Fantasy, where we've seen Final Fantasy 15 see the light of day after 10 years of development. Hmm. We've seen The Last Guardian finally be available as well. So what's stopping studios from taking, uh, fr from going ahead and making what's, what's worth it and what's a good showcase of the systems they're on? 
So, sure. you know, I mean, look, we're going to see Shenmue as well, man. Shenmue 3, hopefully. <laughs> I hope. If someone... <laughs> That's the new Duke Nukem forever. <laughs> yeah. No, man. That's the new Half-Life 3. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's a question of them actually prioritizing because... Let's be honest. If I want to play FIFA, I can play it on any console. Okay. Why would I want to play it on Xbox? I'd want to play it on Xbox. Fine for for, for the FUT uh, bonuses which I get. So there has to be a good tangible reason. If it's not exclusive, there should be some good tangible reason to continue playing it on that console. Yeah, but that reminds me. I mean, is the Xbox One exclusive even a thing anymore? I mean, I, I, from whatever I can see, the best games on the Xbox, like uh, Forza Horizon Three, are all available in this uh, Play Anywhere thing available on the Windows 10 store at the same time. So basically, time they have three major exclusives. They have Forza, they have Gears of War, and they have Halo. Yeah. So these are the three franchises that they keep milking every now and then. But I mean, there are some others that keep coming up. uh like that uh, platforming game that they had before sunset this. overdrive yeah that's that was one. so good Don't you could shoot an vin- xbox fan boy you could shoot vinyl at people dude it's amazing <laughs> yeah but yeah. but the game got too meta it it ended up being bmm project the video game <laughs> like cram every possible idea in the known universe so yeah. i could it then got frustrating for a lot of people very fast and now the studio is working on a ps4 exclusive aren't they spiderman yeah <laughs> <laughs> can't blame them man go with the money is but yeah. uh i mean yeah it's it, i it just boils down to one thing if you're looking to play multiplayer go where your friends are mm. if you're looking to play single player i mean it's just a question of figuring out what you want to play cuz all the good stuff like call of duty fifa mass effect that's all available on everything mm. it's yeah. a question of go of figure out what what else and that's like what belly 5 10% of the catalog hmm. I, but it just so happens that this month itself has seen it been skewed so heavily to one platform over the other that it's quite embarrassing yeah it is honestly and i don't know if anybody even like buys a console for a particular game anymore considering see i'll tell you two things that dominate any kind of console sales number one is what your friends are playing Mm. that like you obviously want to invest in something like that so that you can be a part of that conversation you can play multiplayer with them various reasons around that and number 2 is a pricing mm. and xbox has not gotten the pricing right this generation so far and even right now you're getting it on uh, massive discounts and all that's a different thing yeah the together. old xbox one but, is available at killer prices but right now. but the ship has sailed right i mean like people have already j- selected a platform that they want at least the gamers have selected a p- platform they want and now microsoft i mean you know games wise does not have the same level of sheen as a ps4 game it doesn't have the same level of demand when it comes to uh, exclusives and um, and xbox in india is another disaster altogether yeah. so I think Project Scorpio also a lot depends on the way they price it. It's going to be very very powerful show, sure, but if it's going to be really expensive like a $600 console, then that's not going to be doing very well for it. Yeah, but I think Microsoft has been partly making up for all of this via its uh, Xbox Live uh, Games for Gold, isn't that a service? Um, oh, you mean the service where they decided to charge us double? Yeah. February <laughs> Indians have it hard, yeah. It went up from like some 2200 rupees to 4000 rupees yes but uh, it's not just india even canada has had yeah. the same hike yeah. and what's interesting though is uh, it's still good value i'd hate to say it even at a 100% hike it's still good value hmm. because i mean this month alone you you get cool stuff like uh, star wars force unleashed which is one of the better games of last gen yeah. uh, pre- previously you got rayman origins which is also a fantastic game hmm. i think sometime before that uh, they even had sleeping dogs definitive edition some really good triple a games which you might have skipped otherwise so, so i still think it's good value for money 
Yeah, I'd hate to admit it. They've always had better games than the PS4 Plus. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's one way that you can justify a purchase of an Xbox One because you get better uh, better games for free with your multiplayer subscription service. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one thing where Sony can definitely improve. But what's really interesting though, if I go by pure feedback on Gadgets 360, uh we've had more people write in to ask me where to buy an Xbox One S. Mm. Then we've had more people asking about the PS4 Pro. Hey, I'll admit it. I mean, Xbox One S in particular is a very good console. Because its power brick is not there. Not just that. I mean, it's a much sleeker looking console. I can keep it standing up. It suits like, it just fits just about anywhere. And plus it had some, Xbox One had some good advantages, but it was kind of like all hidden behind the clutter that the console was. So Xbox One S kind of fixes a lot of that. And plus it's a bit future ready, if not completely. So yeah, it is a good proposition. And this uh, gold subscription makes it kind of worth it. But I think Gagan's missing out the most important reason why he likes the One S. Reason being, it fits nicely into your home entertainment system. Unlike the last (laughs) console, Mm. which was pretty much quite ugly, uh, which wasn't easy on the eyes at all. Mm. So yeah, it it fits nicely with the rest of the home. Does it have an optical out? Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, yeah, so see, that's why it's future ready, right? Hey, because man. it has an optical out of the future. Family console should have an optical Family out. approved console. It looks yeah. good in the home entertainment center. Hence. Exactly. It's not like a big black box sitting in the middle of your room. Yeah, all right. So I think uh, it's time to talk a bit about Nintendo. Uh, the Switch went up for pre-order in Japan, right? I heard there were a lot of tears shed. Uh, that's actually been the case with pre-orders the world over. But mm. yes, in Japan, it's been quite acute. They sold out on the initial shipment. Apparently, they're going to be manufacturing more right now. And as of the recording of this podcast, Nintendo has also officially stopped Wii U production in Japan. Mm. So my guess is, I don't know how manufacturing works, but logically, it would be possible to you know retrofit those assembly lines mm. in order to get mo- the Switch production up and going there. Mm. So... Uh, the rumor has it that we're looking at 2 million consoles at launch mm. and possibly more to come. They, mm. they want to avoid any shortage because you guys, you have to understand with the NES Classic retro console, mm. there were crazy shortages and that did not, and it was, it became a PR nightmare for Nintendo. Mm. I'm sure they'd like to avoid that. But at the same time, if you have a console that launches and you can't say it's sold out, it becomes a little embarrassing either way. So do if you die if you do, die if you don't. Yeah, it is true. But that's kind of weird because the pre-orders show that the console does seem to have good legs, at least initially. So I don't know why such a big fuss over this. I think it has good arms, <laughs> not legs. <laughs> Listen, that game is not coming out until, I don't know, late 2017 at least is my estimation. Still, like, arms, dude. Yeah. I'm all in. <laughs> All right, then. I suppose it's time to talk about mobile gaming for a bit. Yes, it exists. So Nintendo is coming out with another mobile game that is Fire Emblem Heroes. So now I have never played a Fire Emblem game, but I'm really looking forward to this. Um, It's a free to play game uh, that's launching on both Android and iOS, right? At the same time. Yes. So this will be launched a day after the podcast is released. Any of you excited about this? Hey, I'm very excited about this. I played the life out of Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS and... It, it easily took over 40 to 50 hours for me to go through the entire story, like making all kinds of relationships. That's something you can do, by the way. You can make relationships. You have offsprings of your characters and all that. It is so story rich. It is so brilliant. And the combat is so deep. It's a real-time strategy game in case uh, you didn't know about that. So the combat in that is kind of 
a good mix of being extremely deep as well as being very easy to learn which is a very rare thing to find in real time uh, strategy games especially when it comes to the turn based kind so yeah i mean i'm very very excited about this though yep. though it seems like the mobile version of the game has cut the story bits a bit short because i didn't see any of that in any of the footage that i've seen so far yeah it's only like trailers and stuff that we've seen as yeah. of now we'll we'll still like wait to reserve judgment until the final game is out exactly. but then i mean uh, rishi do you expect it to be like a truncated version of the actual fire emblem i mean uh, we saw this a bit with uh, super mario run right in that you didn't have to jump you didn't have to do anything basically except for like time your taps right So the way I see it is uh I have a feeling if I compare this to what has happened with Pokemon Go granted that's not a Nintendo developed game but and if I also uh, compare it to what's happened in Super Mario Run I do agree it might be a, it will be a truncated version with good reason we're expecting two more fire emblem games this year hmm. and I the switch will also get a fire emblem game hmm. so and the fact of the matter is these games sell quite well hmm. I remember with Fire Emblem Awakening week of release a friend of mine in 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 the US could not pick up a copy he had to buy it used for $45 hmm. a $5 premium hmm. over new yeah. so the uh, so nintendo will, will will i have a feeling they will cut down some elements story being one of them probably cutscenes being another yeah. but what's really interesting to me versus what they've done with the other games is how they plan to monetize this uh there's a stamina system which uh would work similarly to how it does in other free to play uh strategy games and that replenishes on the hour and at the same time you have something called orbs orbs helps you replenish stamina faster which you can and and gives you new heroes now a lot of the appeal in the in the game is also getting and recruiting new heroes yeah, that's what they yeah. want to push around here you have to so, get the right heroes you have to match them with the right partner get the right offspring all that stuff is, <laughs> is i'm not kidding that that stuff is plays a very very key role in the kind of characters you get next and also uh, like he was right about the cut scenes part of it because from whatever videos i've seen so far none of those gorgeous cut scenes that have been there in the previous video game versions of fire emblem are there in the mobile version hmm. and more importantly uh, how they're pricing their iaps is very interesting because the orbs start from $1.99 and go all the way up to $74.99. At least this is what according to initial reports of people who tried out the game prior to release. Mm. So it seems to be a very interesting take on IAPs. It seems to be a very interesting take on monetization. And to me that's uh, to me that's more that's more appealing than the actual gameplay. <laughs> For one simple reason is because it's Nintendo. Nintendo's going to get the gameplay right regardless. They got mm. it right with Super Mario Run. Yep. Granted I'm not a fan of the always online implementation, but the moment to moment second to second tap swipe gameplay works. So to me i'm not worried about that i'm worried more about how they plan to get this uh, how they plan to get the monetization model working here because in the past they've done some crazy experiments exactly they've never really gotten monetization right in any of their games so far yeah, yeah. super mario run also i'd argue that they could have done it a little better it's yeah. it's a premium game and i'm very happy to pay whatever 620 rupees 10 dollars for it but i thought that they could have at least highlighted it a little better and it's not just them it's like even the partner games and all the there was a pokemon puzzle game uh, that was launched much before pokemon go and even that had some really weird paywall in it and like they do that they don't they just don't get it right but then again this is a company that thought it was a good idea to let you bargain on how much you can pay for an iap which they did with one of their mini games on the yeah. 3ds yeah yeah, 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 yeah. really cool the baseball so, game yeah, yeah you can actually bargain the price and yeah, get a mini game baseball or something yeah i doubt that some, uh, something like that is ever going to come to mobile because you yeah. know all Do these it, the, the store is not controlled by nintendo so yep. they could fall a foul of regulations over here yep. uh, so yeah i mean 
i am definitely looking forward to the game once it releases i'm going to try it i hope the iaps are not uh, i mean crazy because if if you make me wait and tell me that you know you can only play the game 8 hours later unless you buy this particular orb or whatever then that's not going to sit right with me but if they say that you can earn these iaps by doing some skill based things then that's at least a decent way to do it all i'm interested in is the game giving me pikachu as an unlockable hero done day zero <laughs> in fire emblem why Whoa. not yeah, a no. man can dream <laughs> of electric mice i i hope nintendo doesn't dream that yeah <laughs> uh, nintendo i hope you're listening and you know, make it right by the fans yeah okay finally before we close this episode we should talk in brief about the games that are coming out in february uh, exciting month ahead of us for honor is coming um, so oh, horizon zero dawn man yeah, that's the one i'm looking zero forward to but that's an exclusive I know <laughs> no one buys a console for exclusives. <laughs> well, no one buys it for exclusives, but that's a good game. I've been looking forward to that game, man. So yeah, far, yeah, same here actually. Yeah. Yeah, For <laughs> Honor was one of our top picks from E3 2016. Back oh when. yeah, that's also looking good. So For Honor is essentially a medieval Vikings versus samurai. Versus yeah, yeah. Knights. I love the fact that you can use the environment to your advantage. You can knock an enemy against the wall to kill him and all that. Yep. So that, I love that the fact good. that it has decapitations. <laughs> That that that's what matters the most to me. So I I mean I love the fact that hopefully Ubisoft explained to us why it's always online for single player, because that's um, not been explained yet, and I'm very interested to know the reason why. Will that ever be like a normal thing to be always online for single player? Because I, I think not. we're gonna be reacting to it every time that happens. We, and mm. we should. It's not done. Publishers should know that this is unfair practices. Yeah, absolutely. We but it seems to be getting more and more common. I, I don't think anyone's listening to us. No, we should call it out at every given instance because it's wrong for the users. Same with Super Mario Run. We should call it out every time. Yeah, exactly. Sure, man. Done. I mean, I'd be all for the game except for that stupid always online requirement, especially with the internet situation here in India. Yep. It's like. really bad so yeah yep. you can't have always online games yeah. over here so for horizon zero dawn looking really good though uh we got for honor that's coming out there's also a game called neo which is no not based on the rapper not it's based on the matrix hero either oh yeah that too well played <laughs> rather it's about uh an irishman who is who, who finds himself in medieval japan hmm. and has to you know take down a whole bunch of japanese samurai wait you play like, as tom cruise <laughs> Yeah, the last samurai, I believe. <laughs> so yeah, it's spelled N I O H, right? Yeah. So that that's out as well. Then there's Sniper Elite Four, which is great for people like Gagan who like to camp in a corner with a sniper rifle. Yeah, so that's yeah. out. That, that's got Gibbs as well, and it's got like X-ray vision in which you see the heart explode once a bullet hits yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And much like every game in the franchise, you get to kill Hitler. So yeah, always a plus point. <laughs> and uh, there was, and then there were one or two other really cool ones as well. Uh, Tom and Tides of Numenera, which is finally, finally coming out. It's a, it's a spiritual successor to Planescape Torment, one of the greatest games of all time. And that, and Numenera is coming on every platform: PS4, Xbox One. So yeah, that that's one game the Xbox One's not missing out on. <laughs> and you know, you know the thing about the Torment series, it's a Torment series because it really torments you while you play it. <laughs> <laughs> This is you why you did not just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I feel like it is so boring. Oh God! Unfortunately, <laughs> this is like a podcast, an audio podcast. If this was a video podcast, Rishi's face would be the thumbnail. <laughs> it's good thing we are sitting so far away. <laughs> It's okay I got arms dude. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so there's uh what yeah Numenera 
and it seems to be an inter- oh yeah and halo wars 2 which is uh, yeah, xbox yeah this real time strategy game i'm yep. like always looking forward to these games uh, hopefully i'll get to play it and see how it it's going to be works. nothing like age of empires man yeah well <laughs> <laughs> it's okay nothing is like age of empires okay yeah. yeah. So yeah, in um, all of this, I think we've covered pretty much everything that we could um, today. Uh, I think we didn't give enough time to Kingdom Hearts 2.8, but that's okay. Uh, oh, yeah, I think more than enough time has been given to that damn series, man. <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. come up with a three or that's it. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's like remastering remasters now, man. I don't know what to say anymore. But yeah, so Kingdom Hearts 2.8 also out uh, was also out in Jan, and that's essentially. A PS4 only game. Another game that Xbox One missed out on. Yeah, so that too. So killing me softly, etc., etc. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. All right. So I suppose that's all we have for this episode, and we will see you with another episode of Transition next week, where we'll definitely be talking about Fire Emblem Heroes. The music for this podcast comes from Soulai.se. That's from a guy called Magnus Soulai Paulson. The tracks used are from the album PPP PPP, which is the soundtrack of the game VVV VVV. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Gadgets360.